a Nickelodeon original podcast. You can now listen to Avatar Braving the Elements ad-free on Apple Podcasts with an Avatar Braving the Elements premium subscription. Hello, friends, benders and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And this will be our first book three recap, Varney. Yes, it feels real good. Real good, friends. I hope everyone did their homework and remembers where we were at the end of book two. But if not, don't worry, because we'll do a quick snapshot of where we were when we left off. Because I know it's been like a hundred years since we talked about the finale of book two, buddy. I know, it's totally. But before we do that, I'm I'm wondering if maybe we could just escort everyone into the first episode of book three with a little help from a true Avatar insider. Oh, you mean like someone who's, I don't know, been part of the evolution of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender from almost the very, very beginning? Maybe a friend of the show that we already know and love? Exactly. And to get even more specific, how about we welcome back the brilliant Giancarlo Volpe. What's going on? Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. I always love excuses to talk Avatar. Oh, my gosh. Your whole, your, everything about your energy is so, like exactly what our show is (laughs) i remember (laughs) thinking that the first time we had you on i was like oh yeah this is like meeting us like enthusiastic moment for enthusiastic moment like you clearly (laughs) love the show as much as we do right i do i I still avatar is still the best thing i ever worked on sorry other things i worked on (laughs) i love you other things a lot but avatar was avatar is hard to top yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a real favorite, and it's it's emotional, and I felt emotional just knowing we were getting to do season three and getting a chance to come back to book three, and I, I'm I like I'm nervous for Dante about the amount of times I'm probably going to cry in this season. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I got to get out in front of it right now and say I might cry today. Well, yeah, I don't. I we haven't had the first tears yet for 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 book three here on Braving the Elements, but I'm waiting for it. But I'm very happy, Giancarlo, that we're finally getting to the Fire Nation to fire really explore Nation. what's going on in the fire. Let's go. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Yeah. Let's go. And excited to have you on with us because you are such an insider. You've been there throughout the whole whole journey of Avatar and also in this third book. So we we can't wait to talk about the show with you on what's going on, but also get get your insights, the in the inside track on some of these things. Yeah. I, I just rewatched the episode and stuff was coming back in my memory. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I, yeah, I remember we we tried it this way, but then we had to go a different way. So I, I have lots of insider wow. <laughs> information. Can't wait to get to it. Dante, you want to take us through kind of where we were last season so yes. we can move into uh, what happens in this episode? Let's do it. So we left our heroes last season and things were looking mighty cliffhangery. Mm-hmm. What happens in the crossroads of destiny? Well, you see, you might recall that my, I mean, Zuko's, Zuko's sister. <laughs> this happens Azula, a lot. Yes. Double crosses Long Fang and takes over the, the Dai Li to serve her own agenda. And once Team Avatar realizes what's happening, they do everything they can to stop her. And it's not enough. <laughs> and it's not enough yeah. at, by any means. 
So then at the same time, Zuko, much to his uncle's horror, decides he's going to attack Aang. But it's not Zuko who does ultimate damage to Aang. It's Azula who kills oh, Aang, who, who's in the Avatar state, by the, way, by the way, when this happens. Yeah. So Iroh intervenes just in time for Team Avatar to make their escape. And it's Katara finally uses her spirit water to bring yes. Aang back. But unfortunately, Bossing Sei, as a result, falls to the Fire Nation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, just on a quick recap of the recap, so it's you know because they it looks like they both were hitting Azula and Zuko were both blasting the back of Aang, but we know for sure it was probably the bl- the blue lightning, right? Because it's assuming... hard for Zuko to come back if he's also hits. I mean, you it doesn't really you just kind of see like they're like they look at each other and like bam, and then uh, yeah. we assume it's the lightning. I always assumed, I always assumed it was pure Azula. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, I think I like that's that. canon. That. But it's interesting you bring that up because now I kind of want to rewatch it and be like, is there a, is there a take where like, there was a Zuko assist in there or something? It was that like, would make it's very it, vague. It's kind of vague. They like kind of look like, uh, let's get them. I think, you know what it is too is, again, <laughs> there's that, there's that, you know, this is a, at the end of the day, it's a kid's show. And so Nickelodeon censors were always a little extra careful about stuff like shooting someone in the back. Now it's magic, which is, I think, you know, gives you a little bit more leeway to like, but I remember, I remember, you know, Zula does that charge up, you know, she kind of winds up her one, two, and, and then he's, he's turning into the avatar state, which is a big deal, right? Cause it was sort of right. blocked all, all season yeah. long. Yeah. And then boom, like he kind of pain feels pain and they kill you, him. you, I think he falls away and then you see Azula standing. Yes, like she has the smoking essentially gun. With the I smoking guess she has gun. a smoking gun. She has the smoking gun. I think that was Good meant call. to say, Oh no, She's Azula shocked him. But uh, because yeah. also, I don't I mean, think Zuko has back to be friends later on if you shoot someone in the back. It's that hard. would be it. Yeah, but I, I feel like Aang could could find it in his in his in his benevolent heart mm. to do that if he sensed that Zuko mm. truly wanted to make amends and yeah. He, uh, he seemed to do he like Zuko I mean, came around. It's heartbreaking that Zuko just stays there and does all this stuff with the fire. Like he was so they you guys set him up early in the episode so nice of that last episode of like he's having the greatest day with Uncle yeah. turned to leap. I'm like a brand new guy. And then all of a sudden I'm rolling with him. He just hit us hard with like yeah. the disappointing Zuko. He disappoints so much. I, I, I love that they made you think he was going to join the good guys at the end of season two. It made it hurt <sighs> yeah. that much more. It was too good. It was he was being too happy. You can never <laughs> see him that happy. It's no way. <laughs> Didn't Sokka have a line too that was like, this is the best day ever. Nothing. Everybody. Could go wrong. Everything is gonna work out perfectly. From now on and forever. He, he also oh had some sort of line like that, I remember. So, yeah, Sokka, don't say it. Don't say it. You're better at saying the thing that's the worst that's happening. You're the. You're, he's really good at just being like, well, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Don't jinx everyone by saying everything. What could possibly go wrong? That's never a yeah, good he's, idea. He's like that one family member who like... They say something like, "Oh man, now everything's going to fall go. apart." Because you're you're <laughs> exactly. you're the jinx in the family. <laughs> exactly. So we know a lot happens in this episode. We have this sort of 
Um, we're with Aang in his confusion as he's waking up with hair. We'll talk more about that. We have this, you know, the whole team on a Fire Nation ship. We find out that everyone thinks that the Avatar is not alive anymore. We have this reunion that's been three years in the making with Zuko and Ozai. And uh, we have Aang being forced to sort of keep his existence a secret. Um, Aaron Ehas wrote this episode. We all know that our very special guest, Giancarlo, directed this episode and so we talked we've already kind of talked about um what it was like just the sort of general experience of working on the show do you remember anything about this episode kind of going in doing the prep for it anything that stood out like anything that um that you want to give us a little inside scoop on and again we've discussed it's been 20 years so no worries do you remember getting like we're going to start hot, you guys. Book three. We're going to yeah. start with Giancarlo Volpe. Get, bring uh, Giancarlo in here. Let's start it all hot. You know what's weird? You bring that up. Like, I, I realize I was assistant director on the very first episode, the first two episodes of Avatar, Boy in the Iceberg. And and then I forget, forget what the name of the second one is. Water I'd have to... Tribe or something. <laughs> Water Tribe something. Um, then I directed the first episode of season two and I directed the first episode of season three. So somehow I'm set the table guy. You, know? you are <laughs> like, set the table guy. That's huge. <laughs> but hey, uh, first, I, you first know, up to bat is good. First up to bat, you know, the lead off hitter. That's a lead off hitter. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I accept this. You know, I, I'm that guy when you go to a party and there's like, there's all the food and you're nervous to fix a plate because because is it rude? Is it time yet? I'm the guy who's like, I'm making a sa- I'm breaking the seal. I want everyone I'm hungry and, and like, it's okay. <laughs> so, so maybe that's why they picked me to, to launch off season three. I love but that I, analogy so much. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I love it. You're like the one that's like, we sang the song. Let's cut the birthday cake. What yeah, are we yeah. doing? When do we, what when are do we, we doing? <laughs> so hungry. Is that egg custard in that tart? But I remember being, I, I was very tickled by the idea that Aang wakes up on a Fire Nation ship with hair because it, it implies that some time has passed. Like, you know, there's a different version of the story where it's moments after uh, Katara has kind of whisked Aang to safety and now they're, you know, uh, I guess, you know, whatever, picking up the pieces. But uh, we actually imply some time passage um and then learn about what happens through through two recaps there's there's the Sokka recap which is very fun and conversational but then there's the Lo and Lee one that's creepy as hell yes <laughs> and the avatar fell and the earth kingdom fell i mean <laughs> which is powerful some, which yeah. is very powerful when her hype ladies again. are very good Great. at their jobs very wrinkly, but they're very, they're very strong, big message. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what their story is. Like, <laughs> I, it's a spinoff episode for sure. Maybe a yeah. spinoff series of, of them young and see what they were doing in a young stage. But. Young, low and Lee. Also, you know, we're jumping way ahead, but like when Zuko takes over as Fire Lord, I feel like Lo and Lee are, are loyalists. There's the Ozai loyalists. Yes. Like he, they're a thorn in his side. I don't trust those old women for nothing. <laughs> Believe yeah. you me, I don't trust those old ladies for nothing. <laughs> but yes, Giancarlo is the leadoff, the leadoff hitter here, season one and se- yeah. season two and season three, the first director, but also we can't forget the director of The Great Divide, 
I mean, the all-time great director. <laughs> Let's never forget. Of the Great Divide. They're like, who I do we need to divide. kick off? Yeah, who do we need to kick off season three? The Great Divide guy. That's... <laughs> Great divide. Wow. I could just stare at it forever. Okay. I've seen enough. <laughs> it's become one of my favorite episodes. I love like, that episode. Off for the record, you guys, everyone out there, oh. it's become one of my favorite episodes for so many reasons. I'll fight you. <laughs> Let's go. No, I feel the same, and I'm always on board for a creepy creature that you un- you learn to understand in a different way because I feel like it's such a good message to kids and adults everywhere who are afraid of things that aren't trying to get them or you know what I mean like just that sort of idea of like we can live in peace and harmony with spiders or like you know (laughs) those coyotes aren't coming for you well yeah there's all kinds of positive messaging in that that's right also the spiders were hungry (laughs) it all comes back to food (laughs) we all know what it feels like to be hungry (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we uh, why don't we dive in? Let's and, jump into uh, it. And Let's see jump where into we it. are. Dante, you want to kick us off? Let's go. So the first shot we see of the episode of this new season is a young man who looks an awful lot like Aang, like John Carlos <laughs> said, but the guy's got hair, which was a little <laughs> jarring for me at first. I'm not gonna lie, I was doing the math in my head, like, how long has this been? And it's pretty thick hair. My gosh, he's, he's yeah. a brunette. He's a brunette. He's a uh, brunette. Thank you. Too. He's a brunette. My guy's a brunette. He has a full head of hair. And we're with him as he wakes up. He's disoriented. And we realize that he's all bandaged up, which made me realize he was way more hurt than the last time we saw him. This guy has been through some stuff. So yeah. no surprise there. But since we last saw him, he was in pretty bad shape. But then things seem to even got, have gotten worse when Aang realizes that he's on a Fire Nation ship. Exhausted and limping, using his staff for support, Aang tries to make a break for it while the two Fire Nation soldiers chase after him. Which, by the way, don't these soldiers don't look? You know, they look similar. I, I instantly I know who they were. I was like, oh, those yeah. are Jets boys. Yeah, those are Jets boys. Which I miss my boy Jet. You know, R.I.P. R.I.P. Jet. R.I.P. Jet. Jet. But the, yeah. the the Freedom Files are still rocking with us. <laughs> yes. But Although, when, I remember if I can interject. Yeah. We we played a lot of there's a lot of work into trying to hide who they were because you wanted to feel like Aang stumbles around the corner on the Spire right. Nation ship. He has no idea why he's there. And these two soldiers are coming at him and he's like, oh crap. But the problem with Pipsqueak and, and the Duke is that <laughs> one, like, one dude's it. eight feet tall and one dude's three right. feet tall. So like, like it just didn't look like a stock Fire Nation soldier, no, no matter how you sp- split it. So I think the way we did it, we, we kind of cut to them just very briefly and then we I cut away. It but the, the astute viewer, such as Dante, could probably Those are tell Lost Boys. Jet, Jet, to me, has always been like, you know... Peter Pan, Lost Boys. I'm like, those are Lost Boys dressed. Yeah. You know those, Pirates clothing, those Lost Boys out. For sure. Those are Lost Boys dressed in Pirates clothing. I it was that Lost Boy radar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right there. No, but right I think there. you guys did a great job with it too because the important thing really ultimately, yes, it's fun to kind of maybe fool the, the viewer for a second, but it's so much more important that we're experiencing it through Aang's eyes, right? And you did a beautiful job with that because there's almost a dreamlike quality to it where he's so afraid and so disoriented that, you know, we've all been there. It's like, how long does it take our brain to catch up with our eyes when we're compromised in some way? And so you could see him going 10 minutes and then going like, 
right. wait a minute, I'm just starting to process the slight familiarity about those Fire Nation soldiers, but we've all done it where you just plow full steam ahead. And so I think it's the perfect balance. I think it's, it was. It's and great. as an audience so member, well. I was still like, why, why, why is he on a Fire Nation ship? You're like, you're going in your mind like, why would he be here? Uh, yeah. Those are the freedom fighters. Like, what, what, what are they doing here? What's going on? You still have that yeah. feeling of Absolutely. anxiety. And it, it's a great, around. I mean, you know, if you think about it, like, there's a different way to play it where you could have had him sort of sick in bed and all of our heroes are standing around him. Yes. Going, he, he hasn't woke up for a month, you know, and, and talking amongst themselves how they got here. And, but, you know, to hear it through Aang's eyes with this surprise, you know, this twist reveal, um, I feel like that's good, like like good pacing in your storytelling. Yes. So you know, kudos to to the to the writers for 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 crafting it that way. It's very sophisticated. <laughs> yes. It is. You're right because I'm sure we all had the same experience when you were just saying what you were saying, which was we all. I saw Ang's eyes open. I saw blurry. I saw figures in a circle looking down at him like you've just animated for that for our brains because we know that trope. We know the trope of like, oh, where am I? Maybe we've even seen it to some degree on the show if someone's kind of waking up. So to just jump in and we're in the middle of the action. Love it. Great choice. Thank you. So, I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm following the script that was was given me. So it's, that wasn't necessarily my call, but... Just say you're welcome, Jekyll. Just say but, you're welcome. You're welcome, That's you what guys. we... You're when welcome. people tell us but, how great our show is at cons, we're like, thank you so much. As if, yeah, we, as if like, we made it. As if, as you, if we If we made it. it. We're like, yeah, great. <laughs> I, I'm too humble. I will take credit, though. There's a, there's a shot of Aang stumbling down the hallway that I, I did lots of extra poses for that in the storyboards because I just had a specific, like, I wanted you to kind of get that, like, He's trying to walk, but he can't, and Good. it hurts. And I, I know and exactly what you're talking about. It's the animators, really you know, really did what took what I did and took it to another level. So it's one of those those animator detail things where, like, you know, you, you could have shortcutted it, did it, did it the quick and easy way, but I, I had to, I had to, I had to get my hands dirty on that one. <laughs> John Carl, we have a phrase on braving the elements for these details. It's a share me the details moment. You just fed <laughs> yeah. us, you hand yes. fed us like yes. we're little baby birds. You fed us a beautiful share me the details <laughs> moment. The intricate extra steps that went into that scene. Y'all go back, watch it again, pay attention to that that stagger and know that this is the kind of time and care that is what makes this show so special and stand out from so many other shows. See? <laughs> yeah. That's how we do it. I, I love that you point that out. And, 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 you know, when this episode comes out, maybe I, I can post the storyboard or something. Yeah. So oh, you yeah. Can, you oh, can that's see, such a great idea. See John Carlo has all the goodies. John Carlo has all the goodies in the back yes. log. I love yeah. that. It's yes. Halloween. Come to my doorstep. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So so now our our damaged hobbling Aang makes it topside and and we see Momo and the rest of the gang. Yeah. But they're all wearing Fire Nation gear. They're all in Fire Nation. We don't know what's going on. It's all too much for our avatar and he passes out. And then we see Zuko and May and we find out that Zuko is finally heading home for the first time in years. And guess what? Aang got more hair, and Zuko got more hair. <laughs> so we know something's going on. The top bun is back, baby. And we get to see Zuko reflecting on all of this. Giancarlo, what happens next? 
so then once we get back on the ship with um, Team Avatar, Aang's chilling with Appa and Katara as he tries to process everything that's happened, um, including the fact that he has hair. I guess I guess uh, that was kind of, I forgot that this happened, but Katara points it out, I think, or is it someone points it out, Sokka or something. I like your hair. I have hair? Yeah. And, uh, and he like, you know, touches his hair and freaks out. Right. Since he was unconscious for a few weeks and, and, it, and he did have time to grow. And then, then they're joined by Katara and Sokka's dad, Hakoda. And it's immediately clear that something's going on with Katara, with between Katara and him. She's got attitude. Yeah. She's she's short and irritable with him. It's yeah. and it's kind of surprising given that you know they're finally reunited. But you know why is she acting this way? And when Aang tries to get to the bottom of it, Katara essentially tells him that he's just imagining it. She's not admitting it. I mean, this um, is just another. I just have really quick to call it out. Like to your point, guys, this is just another pylon of shock. Right. I mean, yeah. we, now we now you can add this Katara punch to Aang's confusion because, you know, he's got hair. Suko's got hair. They're together. They're the Aang's on a Fire Nation ship. And now something's going on where Katara is behaving in a way we would never expect to see with no. her dad that she's been missing and dying to be reunited with. What has gone on? Like, so we're again, we're dropped right into the middle of it, just like Aang. I'm Hakoda. Katara and Sokka's father. He knows who you are. I just called you dad, didn't I? We just saw Sokka and Hakoda in the episode before being very loving and just hugging. And, and then you see Katara and you're like, oh, yeah, this is yeah. harsh. Another, another great sort of storytelling trick is what we could have done, for example, is have this emotional, heartfelt reunion between Sokka and Hakoda, where they hug and I missed you and blah, blah, blah. And then did that all over again with Katara. But what's fun is yes. she has a completely opposite reaction. She's actually kind of pissed right. at him that he abandoned the family to go fight this war yeah. and, you know, is harboring these, you know, feelings of... of uh, resent towards him <laughs> which but she's such a teenager about it we this is like another thing that reminds us that they're teenagers because ang is like are you are you are you mad like are you mad at your dad and she's she doesn't go like well i'm processing these feelings right john carlo <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think what's good is like she doesn't really admit it to herself or or to ang until yeah. later in the episode which gives us there's also kind of a the theme there if i can you know if I can teach more film 101, I guess. Yes, please. You know, there's this theme about Hakoda going off to fight the war by himself. And we see Aang thinking the same thing later in this episode. Brilliant. This is why we bring you. It's just, you, you gotta you gotta weave the themes in no, there. No, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. because, we, because you can get swept up in the dad to dad parallel and forget the the Hakoda to Aang parallel like we you know because you you once you know that Zuko and Ozai are about to be reunited then you're just like oh Katara and, and Hakoda equals Zuko and Ozai it's like no there's more layers there's more going on and there are more parallels happening with other characters and their journeys I'm so glad you brought yeah. that up it's a very dense episode. And you know what else I also noticed too, quick aside, is it's not very funny. And and I and I don't say that as a criticism. It's a very dramatic episode. Like yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember I can't remember a joke in this episode. Maybe I there's I mean Sokka maybe... tries, but like but Sokka's <laughs> jokes are like, right. you know, like I was mentioning to Break, like so that Sokka's like, welcome back to the land of the living. And you're like, that's grim. Hey, good to see you back with the living, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks for pointing out how dead Aang was. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And just a lot of him and, jinxing and being like, this is the worst day ever. Like, how could it get worse? You know, so I agree with you. It's not you don't remember it for its laughs. Oh, that's right. There's a couple of soccer reactions, but it's it's not, a, you know, and I, I, I always I always think that because sometimes when I'm working in animation, a typical note you get from the studio is that, you know, how can we find the funny? You know, this episode's good, but it's just not very funny. And, and you know, I, 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 I challenge that, that sometimes it's okay to just have a, a very dramatically driven episode. Yes. It's okay. You know, like, well, yes. there'll be plenty of time to laugh later. You know, this, this is Avatar. It's <laughs> everyone's funny and charming in multiple ways, but this episode didn't need that. Hundred percent agree, it, and it gets even it gets even darker and harder too because Katara's like, you know, you you let me take you down and do some healing, right, Giancarlo? Oh yes. So then they go below deck, and Katara finally get to see her do more of her kind of healing stuff that. Um, you know, she she picked up at the Water Tribe, yeah. <laughs> right? And um, we and then we grasp, you know, how serious Aang's wound is from Azula. I mean, it's on his back. It's it's big and nasty. It's really bad. Yeah. And um, the the healing even triggers a traumatic flashback for for poor Aang, where we see him levitating the Avatar state. Essentially, this is what we would call in the industry a do not animate. <gasps> So, really? so what you do is you're, you're doing your storyboards, right? And then you, you, once it's all done, you send it to our, you know, our partner studios in Korea to animate it. Um, but what you don't want to do is if you're doing a flashback, you don't want to make these poor animators redraw the same uh, scenes from the previous episode. Right. So you put a big X over it and say, do not animate. Don't worry about this. We're going to cut in old footage from the previous episode. Awesome. So, so that's a little side right there. So we Save go some to time. Save some, some time. flashback shots. Um, and, uh, you know, we see Aang levitating. He's in the Avatar state with the green crystals and all that stuff. The, the small group of Earthbenders. He snaps back to reality. Katara tries to use her water to extract the pain, I guess. But it triggers some frightening flashbacks for Aang. And, and he realizes something. I went down. I didn't just get hurt, did I? It was worse than that. I was gone. But you brought me back. I mean, to that's to have that moment where you're like, oh, oh, I, oh, I got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. I mean, I, that's a, we, there's some characters have some near-death experiences. This is a little nearer and all the way through and back again. It's pretty crazy. So here's my question. So I, I directed this episode, but I have a question. Maybe this is a, a Mike and Brian question. Actually, I think I know the answer, but like, maybe something to ponder. Did Azula kill Aang and Katara brought him back from the dead? Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe that you can res spell someone? Or are we saying that it was a it was a mortal blow? He was hanging on a th on a thread, thread. but a Katara kind of pulled him back up from he almost crossed over. Right. We do have to acknowledge this next sort of scene in the show. We do go to our, our precious and terrifying Azula. So we're not getting a break from her. You know, there are episodes she does not no. appear in. I need everyone to understand this is not one of those episodes. No. We are absolutely going to be revisiting. You said it, to, uh, Giancarlo, also equally eerie in some ways, low and Lee. Um, this is, you know, we're at we're Fire Nation all the way, baby. Uh we see Azula's kind of mentors 
we like to say hype ladies uh, take turns. <laughs> They're announcing the feats of Azula to the masses. And so it's kind scary. of a fun. And you said it. There's like these kind of double flashbacks, which I love um, and very detailed. Some stuff comes up in these flashbacks that we see as we're sort of it's a flashback, but it's also it's like a flashback to that past we didn't necessarily see, right? So that's almost different. That would be a do animate, Giancarlo, right? Because that, that, that's a great, <laughs> yeah, didn't. that's a do animate. I remember I boarded those sequences of sort of like how the Earth Kingdom fell, and and I got a lot of notes from Brian. And I think the the the, the problem with what I did is I overboarded it. This is a very common thing where, uh, like, I I just I wanted to see all the scenes of how the the the, the Earth Kingdom fell, mm-hmm. but he Ryan reminded me like we need it to kind of pace with her dialogue with Lo and Lee's dialogue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to, we got to do this in just little glimpses, you know, so we just need a shot of this. We just need a shot of this. And so I got some, some heavy guidance from Brian, but I think, you know, it, it, it's good. It turned out way it better. It was powerful. As a result. The way that wall comes down, the way the wall comes down mm. and the, the whole telling heart just they kind of slice story. it. Oof. Your heart. Sinks. I mean, it's sad because it's, you know, much as I love the Fire Nation, it's a sad day in the world when the the, the Earth Kingdom fell. You know, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. If and there was any chance we thought maybe it hadn't happened to the fullest degree, we are re- re- reassured. Like, no, no, no. They really, they like literally pulled down the walls. It's bad. They, they took pulled down the walls. Over. Yeah. They did it. And just, you know. This to to again point out sort of the the smart writing in this show. Um, at the end of season one, Aang and 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 family the gang, as we like to call them, successfully defend the Northern Water Tribe. So yeah, it's a great right. satisfying end to season one. Not so at much the end of two. of season two, they fail. Yeah. You know, they fail to defend the Earth Kingdom. So, um, Bossing say so. It's it's. Uh, this weighs on Aang. He's like, I don't, I think you got the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, or he's worried about his friends. Like, yeah. like now it's getting at him because he, he took an L, you know? He's, so quick question. With Lo, so they don't have any, whatever news source you got, we got Low and Lee out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reporting. It's true that they exactly could say whatever they want. Down. Yeah. It is kind of like, it's so you know, spooky the way they're saying like, it too. It's like, you know, like TikTok or something. <laughs> you know, like they just get up on the thing and like, so um, word from the streets is that yes, Bossy yeah. say, foul! And they're doing it in unison and in harmony. <laughs> We're like, whoa, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely interesting characters. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by them. And it is it is very weird that I feel like we get a lot of, we get, we just get more, for, for characters with, that we return to more than once, we get more context for kind of who they are. And that I kind of like that we don't get that context because it makes them even weirder. <laughs> it just makes <laughs> yeah, their existence yeah. a little like even more kind of like where where were How, those characters inspired yeah. by? Because I get like old original Dunes vibe, Dune vibes from mm. like them, like or like Excalibur movie. Like there's some of these characters in these old medievalish kind of these women that are like chanting and I don't know where mm. it comes dark crystal. I don't know what's the going witches on. in Macbeth kind of the witches in Macbeth. I see all yeah. this stuff in my mind when I see these, these women, they're right, also sort of, break. there's also sort of reverse Iros in a weird way. Cause, cause you think of <gasps> uncle Iroh as Iroh. this loving, you know, kind of parental figure who's training Zuko. Right. And then remember when we first meet as well, Secondly, the second appearance of Azula is in is in episode two hundred one. Right. Um, 
they're training her to do the lightning and what? it's the two of them watching. So they're, they're these elders, you know, that know these wicked right. ways or old fire nation. They're powerful. Tricks. They're powerful. But, you know, I think it's an interesting, interesting flip that there's two of them, you know, they, right. it could have just been one, but kind of these, these creepy twins that finish each other's sentences and stuff. Time to hit the beach. Yeah. 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 Oh, the They're, reverse Iroh. Can we get a special yeah. show? Reverse Iroh. Reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they dated like Iroh back move. in the day too. Maybe <laughs> Iroh like dissed both of them, didn't like either one of them. They're like, they're like it's funny you bring that side. up. There's a there's an old drawing that I did. I think it was for Comic Con when we were rolling out maybe season three of of Iroh between Low and Lee. <laughs> like they were sort of old old flames at oh, one point. That's what I'm saying. So, I want to see the it. backstory. He 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 shunned both of them, and they went to the dark side. <laughs> and then, and he's like, yeah, these girls are too much That's for crazy. me. That's or really he just funny. got a sense, like, oh man, these girls are trouble. You're no good. <laughs> yeah, you two sisters. Yeah, you're no good. Ugh. So this whole kind of hype session ends with Zuko being reintroduced to the Fire Nation like writ large and it's supposed to be this moment of triumph he's back he's a success uh the avatar is dead and zuko looks deeply bummed out i don't know how else to say it he is not he's not basking in that that success and we don't really know why at this point um what happens next dante so now we cut over to see sokka and the gang and we learn what happened to them, they flew with the Earth King back to the Chameleon Bay and hooked up with the Water Tribe while the Earth King went off to see the world with Bosco the Bear. He He's living his best life, right? And then our hero... <laughs> he makes the he best of what like happens, was, I guess. He was doing good. Yeah. And then our heroes captured one of the many Fire Nation ships in the bay and began traveling on it in disguise, heading west. So far, so good. And then now we're playing out Sokka's plan, which is a very smart plan. And we have a secret. You. Me? Yep. The whole world thinks you're dead. Isn't that great? Very classic Sokka. And then the secret is that everyone thinks Aang is dead, which is apparently a good thing. Aang's horrified. I think as we'd all yeah. be horrified if we thought people thought we were dead, but it works for the plan. And he's not into the idea of the world thinking that it's an avatar free zone. Just then, another Fire Nation ship approaches, and Aang's gonna show everyone just how back he is. But it's probably for the best that Katara stops him, reminding him that they've successfully passed as Fire Nation soldiers so far, because Aang does not look ready to, to fight right now. What's interesting about this plot development now is that, you know, what drives Zuko up until this point is that he needs to find the Avatar to redeem his honor for for in his father's eyes. And he doesn't get to do that. Azula kills him instead. So now, now Zuko has to go home and like, uh, I never really did the thing you wanted me to do. I never redeemed myself, at least in his eyes. Aang might be dead. I think he believes he's dead. But then it, it, it gets even more complicated later in the episode. So this is really messing with Zuko's psyche and his motivations. Like it's putting him in a really bad spot. I think that's why he's so mopey when that's he gets up there. That's a great point. No, that's a great point. Because like for all we know about Zuko and for as frustrating as he can be, um, he does his honor is important. And you're right. He doesn't want to have this sort of false sense of resolution like he's been dying for that specific 
resolution and and if it comes in, it's like we've all had that, right, where we've been like, and this thing is going to play out like this. And then as like in the Dylan Thomas poem, not with a bang, but a whimper. It's like, you know, you see, whatever the what, whatever the way the thing you, you thought was going to play out plays out in some way that's like, oh, was, it, was that it? Oh, and then you don't know what to do with all of that energy. Like you're still, you know, I mean, it, that's it, you're so right, Giancarlo. It's like a perfect. Yeah. So just to go back, so so John Carlo, now we have this whole now just to paraphrase, like we have we have this ship coming in, we see the kind of this is not the droid you're looking for sort of moment, right? Yeah. Where where the where Hakoda and and uh, Zabato, yeah, isn't it? Bato, Bato, what are you yeah. doing here? Yeah. We have Hakoda and Bato, like like sort of you know pretending that they are part of the fleet and giving a little and to your point there's not really a lot of funny stuff and some of the funny stuff is is like the foibles of like i mean i guess what you're saying makes sense it's not the best plan <laughs> like it's when yeah. you can see when you can see the character coming up with it on the fly <laughs> like that's never yeah. a good sign when you're like we are the eastern fleet actually we're from the eastern fleet we have orders to deliver some cargo <laughs> <laughs> like, i know uh-oh. there was there was an interesting interpretation of the boards in that scene too, because I I think, as I recall, what I wanted uh, Hakoda to do was he he says something like you know we're we're the Eastern Fleet and he raises his chin up like, you know like I'm an authority figure right and you yeah. believe me, but the way it animated it looks it looks a little bit more like he's going we're part of the Eastern <laughs> like like he's thinking but you know maybe this maybe is good it just. To know. It's one of those tells, you know, that someone's uh, lying. <laughs> but I, what I love too is how that resolves. It's like they figure out, like, no one, no one, you know, the the admiral that allegedly gave these orders hasn't even talked to them or something like yeah. that. And then as they're as the Fire na- Nation guys are figuring this out, crossing the bridge, Toph's super hearing, which I kind of forgot was like a yeah. thing she yes, does. I forgot yes. about that too. Yes. Right? Um, yes. Gets catches wind of it, and then suddenly, like the fight's on. Yeah. Um, and they're chasing these guys, you know, shooting these crazy like Fire Nation hooks right. and trebuchets at their ship, trying to damage the hull and sink sink their ship. And yeah, we, the, we get another it, crazy it, action. It's interesting sequence. during this this fight, you see how amazing Katara is as a, has become as a yeah. wa- she's a waterbending master now. She's doing crazy stuff. But with this water tribe that's on the boat, she's the only waterbender. Like, there's no one waterbending right. with her. That's right. Hakoda, Bata, you're like, oh, it's like her. And then Top is doing her thing. And I mean, the rest of the guys, including Sokka, are like, we're kind of hiding out. <laughs> Technically, Aang could, but he's still kind of you know, injured yeah. reserve right, right. now. You I got know, Toph so I love- kicking in. That's good, at least. Toph definitely really stepped up. Yeah. I, I remember there was a moment in season one when we were storyboarding some fight with Katara and she was just kicking butt. And I remember Brian gave us the note said, wait, 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 she's not there yet as a character. And we had to strip out all of this, like really over the top Katara fighting because Hmm. she needed to go and challenge Pian Dao. And you needed to sort of believe that she wasn't ready and, and this moment when she kind of does that crazy steam effect yeah. to 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 uh, block you know, their vision, things. 
I remember that was kind of Brian saying like, it's season three, it's time to go full Katara. Yes. <laughs> like I remember he gave us the blessings. Like, That's so yes. we wanted it to feel more like, <sighs> you know, full waterbending. I was impressed watching it this time. I was like, wow, she can really do a lot more things than I remembered. Yeah. So yeah. I-, I love how they would do different things. You know, it wasn't just, I hit you with the water wave again. <laughs> you know, there's always different, you know, manifestations of bending. How much of that is happening? Like, is all of that established in the script? Like, is it described in the writing? Or is part of that, does part of that kind of come into your world of storyboarding and stuff where, like, the description might be more just like, Katara does some amazing water bending, and then you guys also have to go, oh, okay, well, what is that going to look like? I, I want to say it's kind of 50-50, you know, like mm-hmm. there there are moments in the script, like I think if if, there, if she's creating cover, that seems to be more of a script-based thing where like, okay, she's going to create some kind of smoke screen, like a steam screen that'll buy them some time. But then there's lots of things, as you described, where it's like, and then they fight or something. And that's when the board artists kind of step in and be like, all right, what if she does a backflip and lands huh. on this thing, pops an ice cube up in the air and kicks it, you know, whatever, wow. you know? and hopefully the, the blend between the two, and then obviously we would bring in, you know, our, our Kung Fu instructors, which on Avatar is exclusively Sifu Kisu and with, yeah. with Sifu Manny coming in Sifu occasionally. Sifu Manny with the earth, earth bending, yeah. And then on Korra, you know, it got, you had like an army of, of, <laughs> uh, of Kung Fu, of martial artists, you know, that, that yeah. I think, you know, made that show extra amazing. Yeah. But, but they would also suggest things like, what if they do this move that I would never know to come up with? Takes a village. Takes a village. The other great juxtaposition is like, you know, typically when, not all the time, but like if a Fire Nation is battling our team avatar, there's a decent chance that either Azula or Zuko are going to be a part of that fight. And instead, we have Zuko and Azula with the turtle ducks, which is, (laughs) you know, it's like, well... Yes. All this is still happening unbeknownst to Zuko or Azula and Zuko's just feeding those turtle ducks and the turtle ducks are just as afraid of Azula as they ever were because they should be because she's mean to turtle ducks. And it's a throwback to like Zuko, I, to me and his mom and with the turtle ducks when young Zuko, probably the same pond. I felt like the same pond. but Yeah, I always thought it was. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. I was like, uh. Ugh. Yeah. And then is this the moment when she goes... Why are you sweat? The avatar yeah. is dead. Yeah, and and you did it, right? Yeah. She, you like, or she, I told Dad that you did it. Is that? Yeah. This is the scene yeah. where she says that, which I which only messes with Zuko even more because that's a. I she's don't think I'm trying to chess. think if she does it like, yet why or if would she's you just. Give me yeah, I no, can't, he says I think... it in the bedroom. It happens oh, that's in the bedroom right. Yeah, she hasn't said it the yet. The father tells Zuko, and then Zuko goes to Azula that's when right. she's in the bed doing that's a bed right. thing. Like, why would you tell dad that I did I did, I did that? And that's right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So for that, she so, might like it. Yeah. So in this scene, it's more just that she's like, why are you, why do you seem stressed out? Why aren't you celebrating this? Why aren't you excited? You know, the yeah. avatar's gone. She's trying to be back. a cool sister. Exactly. She's trying to be a cool sister. But this she, thing about Azula is she's playing, we're all playing checkers and she's playing chess all the time. Yes. Yeah, All even the, the way it's that she kind of Azula. it's exhausting. It's exhausting. The way she took over, like you know, the throne in the previous episode of Bossing Sang, mm-hmm. is when you start to realize, like, man, she's just. She's on all the time. Yeah, long thing. She's talking to a long thing. She's like this young girl talking to a, a grown man like that. Like, you're going to bow to me. I'm like, damn, Azula. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and there's it's you're right. There's a real sense this whole episode where we don't know what she knows. We don't know why she's so you know, she's like, unless, you know, I mean, you you have nothing to sweat about unless for some reason you think the Avatar might still be alive. Unless you think he somehow miraculously survived. This is water from the spirit oasis at the North Pole. It has special properties, so I've been saving it for something important. No, there's no way he could have survived. Like, how does she know, though? How does why she are you know? Asking me that? Was she in the cave? How does we she don't know, know. these things? Because we see Zuko think back. I hate Zuko. Azula. I know. I know you do, buddy. Poor, poor Zuko. Why poor Zuko. do you I know these Azula. things? I was Azula. trying to put myself in Azula's shoes, right? So you have the Avatar dead to rights. Like yeah. he's he's raising up and you're like, I have a clear shot. Yeah. This is going to be easy. And she goes, charges up. Boom, nails him in the back. You know, it probably hit his heart. Mm. And he falls and it's like, that's how it's done, Zuko. Like, you'll never be. And then Katara swoops in and, and Azula knows that waterbenders have healing abilities. Mm. Yeah, Katara swoops in and takes mm. him away. Good She's point. probably like, I have to be prepared for the possibility yes. that those waterbenders, especially that one, heals him and now what should have been a w for azula is more of a question mark so she's got she's like but but of course she's thinking i I gave this a lot of thought she's not going to go back to dad and say dad i'm so sorry i had the avatar dead to rights and i could have killed him but katara swooped in at the last minute and i think she had healing water because that'd make her look bad but if she goes zuko finally got something right and killed the avatar now Ah. fire lord is like wow what a surprise zuko of all people and then when we find out he's still alive of course zuko screwed that up is what ozai is gonna think so So this is all this is the chess i hate her she's sacrificing it's like she sacrificed her rook do you know what i mean like she sacrificed a good piece and the good piece is I could have told my dad I killed him because yeah. maybe I did, but I'm going to go ahead right. and sacrifice that piece right. knowing that that will protect my right. queen yes. later on. It's just right. I hate so- her. I hate, 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 hate her. Zuko's not even wanting to play the game. Zuko's not even in this game. Zuko's like, I'm here. Trying to, I'm, I'm in pain, sister. Like, I'm just, yeah. I'm in, I have anxiety about not seeing dad. And you're, and you're just putting all these, you're playing chess, chess all over me. And I'm not playing chess. <laughs> I just wanted Zuko, I just wanted Ozai to pat me on the back and say, I'm proud yeah, of you, I just want to pat on the back. And you're playing Man's chess. Guessing me. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. My hair's getting longer. What's happening? Aang's hair's getting longer. Everyone's got Let long alone. hair. I oh. dissed my uncle, who I love. He's Dis somewhere out there. Don't even get me a, started. I left him in a crystal mummy thing oh. in, the, in the thing. Maze mm-hmm. leaning in for kisses. There's a lot everything. going yeah. on in my life. There's a lot going a on mess. in my life right now. It's a mess. It's a <laughs> mess. It's mess. It's a mess there. It's certainly a mess. How's that our, for recap, Farnham? That's <laughs> listen. I, you got a lot to process. I knew we were showing up. We're all showing up for each other emotionally on this one, buddy. You're in good hands. Yes. You're safe. Yes, yes. It's a safe space. We all hate Azula, uh, but we also love Azula. Okay, well, I love so, Azula. I love Azula. Yeah, I, love I know Azula. you do. I know you do. It's complicated. It's complicated. 
So okay. back on uh, back over with our two ships, uh, we don't we sort of see like, OK, well, they've been fi- duking it out, but like no one's ta- no one's winning. I mean, uh, our team avatar is we're still neck and neck with with these right. Fire Nation soldiers. They got a lot of tools. Uh, they're still right there. They're right on their heels. Um, there's fireballs flying every which way. Uh, Toph has a wonderful moment where she gets to say load the Toph, which is a fantastic line. <laughs> I almost wish I had a little a pull, doll, like, pull doll with a little string at the back that could say load the Toph. Load the Toph! It's just a great line. And so she takes out those launchers, but um, still the Fire Nation busts onto Team Avatar's ship. They're piercing the metal with their, like, evil torpedo metal things and um katara is is waterbending the holes to try to you know restore the ship in some way um more fireballs are coming and of course through all of this ang is like i gotta on the avatar uh come on guys like put me to put me in load the avatar don't just load the toff load the <laughs> avatar and right. any he, any he's, so he's trying to sort of save his strength and you know everybody's like don't do this don't do this we you know that's that's not part of this plan and just when you think things can't get worse things couldn't get much worse we see our our familiar friend the sea serpent who is very scary very beautiful but uh very scary very moody mercurial you might say and the, the serpent is is uh has jumped into the scene but the good news is that the serpent is more interested in becoming very close friends with the other Fire Nation ships. So the uh, the universe, as Sokka says, thank you, universe, for stepping <laughs> yes. in and giving us a little bit of uh, Deus Ex Machina, I guess, um, where the serpent comes in and 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 helps out in this case. And then we go to Aang's cabin, and and Katara and Sokka and Toph come in. They want him to come to dinner. They're going to go into town. Um, they're going to have to you know disguise themselves because no one can know he's does not want to hide his arrow, but they're like, hi, your arrow means that you're uh, an airbender, which then means you're the avatar. So that's going to be a problem. You've got, that's the one thing you can't do. You cannot show off your arrow. You've got to hide it. And Aang's really getting kind of, he's, he's just like frustrated. You know, we, again, we've all been there. I'm like that after I wake up from a nap in the afternoon. So I can't (laughs) even imagine I'm like disoriented and fussy. If I wake up after a 20 minute nap, Aang's been out for three weeks, his hair's grown back. Everyone thinks he's dead and he's not allowed to show his arrow. He is not feeling it. And Katara has to dispense some of that classic Katara wisdom. She's trying to help Aang feel better. It's not working. It's not working. He feels like a failure. And to your brilliant point, Giancarlo, his solution for himself is, I guess I'm, I've am i got to take care of this by myself. I'm going to do the exact opposite of what everyone is saying. And instead of making it about everyone fighting this guy, uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it 180. And it's just me and the Fire Lord. And that's it. Right. Which what could possibly go wrong there? Probably the worst time to, to make this <laughs> yeah. call too when he's kind of not yeah. himself. <laughs> we all and we all do that too. People say like, "Don't yeah. make big decisions when you're tired. Don't make big decisions when you've got a cold. <laughs> like, Don't make the decision big decisions when you've been blasted by lightning by yes. by a firebender." <laughs> it's a good rule of thumb. It's a good rule of thumb. <sighs> then what happens, D? Then the only thing that can make the the moment better is that we crossfade. To Zuko's face off Aang's, which is yes, great work, John Carlo and company. His honor back. Again, trying to be That's moment. exactly what happens. 
trying to remember if that was in the script or if, or if that was like a, someone, but anyway, so I agree. Well it's done. just really, <laughs> we get to see more of like how their stories kind of mirror each other. And then Zuko prepares to see his father for the first time in three years. It's really happening, but we don't get to see it because we <laughs> cut back quickly to Katara who enters Aang's cabin only to find him gone. Mm, he's, mm, mm, mm. he's gone. He's on, he's all hurt and on that glider now, but then we're back at Zuko who's truly, you know, he's terrified that his dad, he has to go see his dad. And then, you know, he's standing in the curtain of fire, but but Ozai's words of praise to Zuko come out. And he tells Zuko that Zuko's redeemed. You have redeemed yourself, my son. Welcoming him home. I feel, I'm starting to, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling kind of good for Zuko at this moment just because I, we want him to have a little bit of... Uh, warmth in his life, you know what I'm saying? Then we go back to Aang, even though we know it's going to be short-lived. We go back to Aang seeing him uh, for a moment as he struggles on his glider, and he's obvious. In, he's obviously in pain. And then we're on Katara on the ship talking to H- Hakoda about Aang leaving, but she's not just talking about Aang. And it's a great scene. I mean, it's really, this whole, this episode, more than anything, I've really felt the parent child mm-hmm. relationships in all around yeah. Uh, yeah Zuko and and Katara it's just hit me def- differently when I was watching this time yeah. Hakoda then, has a good line where he's I, I which I can't quote now but it's it's something like you know maybe he felt like he had to he had to take on the, the thing you know the you gotta stop the, you gotta stop John Carlo Janet Jan will start crying so you gotta just stop <laughs> hey there. no I'm I feel like I've been vindicated because when we talked to Mike and Brian we talked to Brike about this they said there wasn't a dry eye in the house when May did that and she did yeah. it in one take and they were all yeah. like wiping tears away and she was like it's moving so good. on like she was <laughs> she did not take her any time at all to just like access that place and make everyone cry and so I, at least I know I'm not alone that 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 speech makes me cry. At least I know that everyone in the room, apparently when it was recording also was like losing it. So at least there's that. Yeah. It's a great scene and it hit me heavy also watching again with Katara and Hakoda and Katara continues to talk to him about how much it hurt her when he left to fight the war. And, and it's just a really, really am- amazing moment. Maybe that's his way of being brave. It's not brave. It's selfish and stupid. We could be helping him, and I know the world needs him, but doesn't he know how much that we need him too? How can you just leave us behind? Just the parent, the parent-child thing. This whole episode's amazing, which takes us to we go back to Fire Lord Ozai, another parent talking to his child. He is proud of Zuko. Yes, finally, Zuko's getting some, some, some. I'm proud of you moments, but let's be honest. Yes. Ozai is cold as. Heck, there's not yeah. just a lot of affection going there. Uh, At least he's proud, though. And it seems like Azula has everything to do with that. Apparently, she's really been talking Zuko up to her dad about how he slayed the Avatar and was so brave. And it just doesn't seem to make Zuko happy. But why not? Is he worried because he fears Aang is still alive? And that either way, it wasn't him who killed Aang? Or is there something deeper going on with Zuko and his many, many feelings? We won't (laughs) find out right now because we got to zip back over to Aang, who's made it to a Fire Nation blockade. And he has to figure out some way to get past them. So he does something only an Avatar can do, which is switches from air to sea and and heads underwater to avoid being caught. 
Oh, can I ask you a quick question? Oh, yeah, quick question, yeah. Giancarlo. Um, just because I'm gonna, I otherwise would have to ask it when we talk about our hybrid animals in a second. But um, do you remember what those animals are? There's like, I we always have to keep our eyes open for the hybrids, and it looks like it's some kind of alligator, seal, or something. There's like three little um, creatures in the middle, uh, underneath the blockade when Aang zings down there. And I couldn't quite see, I thought I saw like something alligatory, but also something seal-like, Gosh, but I wasn't I sure if you could remember. Yeah. That's a really good question. Like I'm really spacing on that one. Cause I you feel like what? that's, it's in one shot, right? So that's why our fans, our cabbage heads are going to tell us, tell me on social media at, uh, the JV club, tell me what those animals are and we'll shout you out in a future episode. See how, how yeah. perfectly that works out. Everybody wins. Got to find out. Everybody what they are. wins. Okay. I interrupted. Please e- go ahead. Except for Zuka. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, so we zip back over to Aang, who's who's done the fire. He, he's gone underwater. Aang makes it past the blockade. Manages to rig a pretty sweet windsurfing uh, <laughs> board with his with. Uh, well, I guess actually, I was going to say. Oh yeah, he uses his staff on yeah. like, yeah. a log or something like that. Right. Yeah. And then uh, until the storm kicks him into the waves. Or Aang is just uh, why don't take on the ocean when you're no, when buddy. you're hurt. No. Um, we go back to Zuko, who's who bursts into Azula's room to find out why. Why did you tell our father that I killed Aang? And she explains that she'd help him by giving him the credit, but Zuko's not buying it. There's got to be some other reason. Like, what if Aang's not dead? Wouldn't that be embarrassing for Zuzu? Mm-hmm. And again. He's just falling into her chest trap. What could I possibly gain by letting you get all the glory for defeating the Avatar? Unless somehow the Avatar was actually alive. Oh my God. You can't win with her. We can't win with her. All right, we, we, we got to go back to Aang because this is not good. We are, already wish he hadn't done what he did. He, there he is. He's by himself. The storm at sea is He's so on a bad. little Aang, Aang alone. He's like on a little oh, Aang he's alone. So little. The yeah, sea yeah. seems Aang, so know? vast in these moments. He's hanging on by a little bit of a thread. He's even start to doubt that he is going to make it at all, which is very sad. But yeah. then he gets a visit, a little Pick me up, little boost from a friend, Avatar Roku, who I have to say, these fire, we saw the curtain of fire. Fire Nation. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it up. We saw that scary curtain of fire that Ozai, you know, the idea that that's like a relaxing (laughs) place for him to hang out is very uh, unnerving to me because it's such an unpleasant place. But (laughs) here we have Roku coming in on some lightning and then as if that weren't enough, we have a very, very special guest appearance by none other than the moon herself, Princess Yue. And this is Always just a very cool scene. Always oh, great. it's such a cool scene. And it all works on Aang. His confidence is restored and he's boosted his power also, you know, emotionally from from Roku. And his sweet curl ripping does get him to land uh, with Curl ripping is that not the right term? Curl I don't ripping. know. I mean, you know, I mean, he he kind of like get, he he's gets ripping there. a curl. I don't know. He's I'm, not, I'm there. not a surfer. I don't know surfers. You tell us what he's doing there. He does kind of surfing something. Anyway, <laughs> Aang's back on land and even better. Momo's there to, there for him, and Momo's there with him, along with the rest of the gang who are all very happy to see them, and they're they're there to make sure he understands that he's not alone. Yeah, he's there with the whole gang. Even if he does have a broken glider, Aang's okay with it because he finally accepts that he must hide his identity for the time being while the plan continues. And where better to leave the glider than in this glowing hot crack of the lava bed? 
Yeah. And that's where he leaves it. And it's so powerful to see him stick it in the ground mm. and then it, for it to kind of catch fire and go up in flame. And, and then that's the end of episode one, book three. Masterfully directed by Giancarlo Volpe. <laughs> Masterfully. Beautiful, Thank beautiful you. episode. Beautiful episode. So much to talk about. Oh, so that's it for that glider. That's the OG glider and we never see it again. Yeah. Kind of it's gone. Goodbye. You know, it's a little little like Luke, you know, losing his lightsaber at the end of Empire right. or something. Like, you know, oh, that, that iconic is. piece is now gone it forever. Is. It was a little... It was a little broken. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I let's be honest. I mean, you yeah. can't keep it. It was it was dusted. That thing was it was dusted. Aang dusted. needed to to con Mari his uh possession, his few possessions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you need to let go of that <laughs> That's one, buddy. That's exactly right. Uh, real quick, as far as um, hybrid animals, we already discussed. We need your help, friends, on what the animals in the uh, ocean by the blockade are. Um, and I think that's kind of it, except for our little turtle ducks, which we know and love very well. Um, always, let always us know, y'all, if we yeah, if we if we missed anything, let us know in the animals. Now we just got to talk about our our votes for most valuable bending and non bending moments most for the episode, and we will be out of here, friends. Moment. Who Anyone? has? Yeah, tell me, Dante. I feel like you've got a nomination. I don't already. really. I mean, I do. I mean, look, Katara healing Aang's back is pretty. It's great because we know we know she did it in the past, but like to see her do it again and really kind of get into. I think we understand more about the water bending healing than just like healing a scar. It's yeah. like going deep into the trauma. And and, yeah. and trying to heal the trauma, so I think that's it's gotta beautiful be it, choice. Right? That, that's hard to argue with. Like I, you know, I would say it's that one. You know, maybe my my second favorite is is Katara doing that steam thing. That, that yeah. was that's something about that was just yes. that was impressive. But, yeah. I, but I have to admit, if she if she didn't heal Aang, it'd be the end of the series. <laughs> true. So, point. so true. that's the clutch. Like that's the play that's of the game. That's true. Too. Steam's pretty good though. Steam, like that was pretty cool. That it's all cool. water, I think, right? I mean, we have the steam, we have the the healing, we have her continuing to try to further heal him. Right. Um, and then we have UA, you know, with the assist in the wave making and or, pres or presumably that oh, yeah. she's also helping Aang better waterbend himself she's or something. Something's going on there. Yeah. But it feels like all the kind of MVP stuff, no offense, Toph, um, feels very <laughs> right. water centric. They're on the ocean. In this episode. They're on the ocean, you guys. Let's not forget the arrogance of the Fire Nation having their. Wanting to be on that Navy. ocean. Navy. Yeah. Like, you guys, you know, water puts out fire, right? But let's have a great Navy. <laughs> How about that? Let's have, Let's have, have a great Navy. <laughs> top you, definitely gets, yeah. load the top gets honorable mention for sure. Yes. Load the top. Yes. Great. Great. Best, best line. Best line of the, <laughs> the best fun line, not emotional line, but best fun line is probably load the top. Load the top. What about most valuable non-bending, y'all? What are we, uh, uh, what are we thinking about that? Hmm. I mean, it, so does UA count? UA doing the wave the thing? The spirit is that world stuff. Yeah, the spirit That's world bad. stuff I mean, has she's come up a water tribe, before. And she's a princess of water tribe, so she probably was a waterbender from the get-go. I'll tell you from like an evil best non-bending non moment is <laughs> when Azula tells her dad that Zuko killed him. Like, yeah. that's yeah. so brilliant. Yeah. I hate her. It's <laughs> so brilliant, non-bending. Even when she's not bending, she's being brilliant. I hate her. Yeah. 
I hate Azula. That's a strong. I mean, listen, if you want to nominate your sister for but think about the it, like, most what's valuable the be- that's non-bending the best and it's move, pure evil, that's the best that. move ever. Like, I, I got a good idea. This is how, this is how Azula plays chess. She's playing chess with someone knowing that she drank the last water in the building and she's yeah. feeding you bar nuts. Oh my she's like, God. you want some salty peanuts? Yes, that's so how evil. she. That's how her head. That she's playing a game outside oh, of the game. She is playing a game outside of the game. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm much. not gonna. I'm not gonna fight you on that's the most valuable non-bending moment. I it's agree horrible. with you, Giancarlo. This is the spirit world stuff is a, is a kind of a murky territory for us because um, we've sort of we, we kind of almost put it in a third category in some ways. It's like it's not. It's not physical our world bending, yeah. but it's more than non-bending. It's kind of gets its own little category. So with that in mind, I'm happy to give it up to Azula because I know how much that hurts you uh, and how brave it's it horrible. was for you to but say the, that. But on the flip Dante, side of that, I reward that. A I non-bend- reward that. Yeah, thank you. But on the flip side, a non-bending moment is Katar telling her father actually why she's mad at him. Oh, no, you're so right. The healing that's with Hakoda one. and Katara. Right? I vote for I that mean, That's a really powerful non-bending moment where it's very rare that people can communicate their feelings to others or why they're disappointed yes. and, and, and you know, yes. and say why you're mad at somebody and get, th- and get through it, you know? Agreed. Also, another, another tough honorable mention is when she overhears the Fire Nation guys crossing the bridge. It's true. I guess that's, that's not, bending. not bending. That's not bending. It's kind of a kind of a side effect of yeah, her. Yeah. Of her, you know, having no sight, special no powers. Sight. But yeah, but true. like she's, it's not really bending. Not technically it's bending. Not really bending. No, you're it's not right. Technically bending. It's you're true. right. I like you're right. That's I'm good. voting. I'm definitely voting for Katara and Hakoda because I I love that and I love yeah. that it's about even more than just their relationship. Screwing their relationship. If it were only that, it would be enough. But it's even more than that. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Man, Dante, it. you said something about UA that I can't help but point out. So you said she's a waterbender. And it, it made me think, like, did we ever see her bend? Well, I don't know if she's a waterbender or not, but she was. But from then I water remembered tribe. that in the Northern Water Tribe, female waterbenders were forbidden from bending. You know, right. so they were kind right. of like, hidden. They could they, heal. They, that best they, or they could can heal, heal but they, can they heal. couldn't the like heal. fight and stuff like that, right, which right. makes you think it's this whole tragic backstory to UA where she actually could have been a really powerful waterbender, but right. was just stayed in her lane, you know, did what she was told. And, yeah. and now, you know, we see this triumphant, like she was a princess from the spirit world, bending waves, you know, changing the, the course of history, saving the avatar. Totally. From from the other side, so maybe uh, yeah. maybe it's that. Shout out to Princess Yue. It's always good to see a little Yue. Love it. I love it so much. I love <laughs> I love that. I love everything about this episode and this conversation. I know, Dante, you feel the same. We had our Giancarlo Volpe on. <laughs> Thank you, you so just much. Yeah. Back. So much info on us. I can't even. I can't even. That was amazing. That is literally the reason why we do this podcast. Was everything that just happened. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing that. Always my pleasure. I always love hanging with you guys. You know, it's, it's so fun. So fun for me to <sighs> to go down memory lane. The best. <laughs> yes. I mean, do do we need to like step outside of the Avatar verse for a second and say like, is there anything that you're working on that you want people to know about? We want to celebrate all of your work, especially the Avatar verse. Uh, we celebrate all of your work, and hopefully, sometime um, I will get to have yeah. some. There will be some sort of crossover where I get to put my name next to John Carlos in the animation world somehow. Because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I know you two have you definitely tell, been down tell that everyone road. About. Brilliant. Yeah. Right, is there anything? Right. Yeah. A couple. 
Um, so I, I I'm starting a new show on Monday. Ooh, <laughs> um, nice. You know, uh, excited about that. And so, uh, but it's all like NDA kind of stuff. But of course, new, just a new show, not not connected to anything that's been done prior. Um, and then I've been I've been doing a couple commercials at Titmouse. Like I did an Apex Legend oh, commercial. Nice. Awesome, I um, love Titmouse. There's another commercial that is not fully announced yet. And most recently, worked on the Boys Diabolical, which is an animated <gasps> series based on the Boys universe. Yes. It's is not kid friendly. No, at all. I wouldn't think no. so. Warned. Not with the boys. No. If you're gonna check it out, you know it's yeah. very the boys. Yes. Um, you know, through and through. But if, Understood. You, if you like that kind of uh, stuff. Definitely check that out for sure. Go for it. Go awesome. for it. John Carlo Volpe, thank you so much for joining us. Friends, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed that incredibly deep dive into the awakening. Um, it has awakened a bunch of information uh, for us that we did not know and would not know without John Carlo. So, everybody, huge shout out to our director extraordinaire and. All right, words. friends, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Avatar Braving the Elements. See you guys. Now, want more Avatar? You Thank you. See you. Avatar accounts at Avatar The Last Airbender on Instagram and Facebook. You can also follow us on Instagram at the JV Club and at Dante Bosco. And on TikTok, you can find us at Janet.Varney and at Rufio Zuko. Tell your fellow Avatar friends to listen, rate, and follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This has been a Nickelodeon original podcast. This podcast is hosted by Janet Varney and Dante Bosco. The theme song was composed and produced by Jeremy Zuckerman. Audio production and editing was provided by Zeke Rodriguez Thomas and MindJam Media. Avatar Braving the Elements was executive produced by Lynn Keston Sessler. Produced by Lisa Summerscale Steeler with consulting producer Janet Varney, with production support from Kira Chow, and special thanks to Avatar Studios, Garrett Veltis, and Danielle Pretzfelder Demchik. Trademark copyright and phono record 2023 Viacom International Incorporated, all rights reserved.